Before we start today's show, I just want to give a massive shout out to Acast for making this show happen. Thanks, Acast. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Welcome back to the PJ Podcast. Hello, friends. That's the first time I've said that. It sounded a little bit like a kid's show. Might not do that again. Um, hello and welcome back to episode 11. I am very excited this week to have a guest who has already been on the show um, after having a lot of requests and people telling me that they learned a lot from this incredible woman last time. I thought it would be rude not to get back on the show. A good friend of mine, Morgan Penn. She's a somatic sexologist. She works a lot around sexual pleasure, breaking down a stigma with conversations in sexuality. I think she's just incredible. She's a wealth of knowledge. She's always learning. And actually, um, in the podcast, we're going to talk about an offering that she's got going on at the moment. Uh, well, coming up where you can actually work with her if, you, if you'd like to delve into that. So um, all the details on that coming up. Plus, I'm going to be throwing at her your random questions. I asked on Instagram if there was anything you needed help with or stuck with or anything on your mind at the moment. We cover everything from sex parties to multiple orgasms to the effect of antidepressants on your libido. Um um, um, oh my God, so much. Um, porn, masturbation, you name it. We cover it all and <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. Maybe don't listen uh, if your mum and dad are around and you're like me and you get embarrassed. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoy my second chat with Morgan Penn on the PJ Podcast. Oh, I'm so excited to talk to you. I've got so many questions. Honestly, after last episode, after the last episode that we did together, I had so many people reach out and I think a lot of people had never really been exposed to this kind of talk and they're in a relationship, they're in a happy relationship, but they were like, I hadn't even thought of this stuff. And so I'd have people who were going away sneakily listening to it, like without their partner knowing, and then their partner would find out and then the partner would go and listen (laughs) So I like to think we're doing a service. We're doing sex therapy, no judgment, completely anonymous. I've got so many questions come through on my Instagram. I was going to say their names, but I'm not going to do that. We don't need names. No, not at all. And it's normally a universal kind of line of inquiry, to be honest. Exactly. We are all in this together. We don't judge. And I'm just going to dive right into it. Um, Okay. Morgan, is it okay to be reaching 30 and be a virgin? Yes, absolutely. There is no age of when we need to be a sexual being. Mm -hmm. And I think what I love about this question is it gives us all an opportunity to reframe what we think about virginity. Yes. Because this is this is a crazy thing, right? We have to, there's there's a couple of um, branches to this tree. 
one, so many young people have actually experienced trauma, sexual trauma, and they then feel like they don't have a virginity to lose. It's been taken from them. And that is a crock of shit because virginity is a social construct. It has been built to to slut shame women pretty Mm. much. So this is this is our sensual sexual body that we get to choose when we want to share it with somebody else if we want to. Maybe we don't want to. Maybe this person doesn't actually feel like a virgin in their body because maybe they're having great sex with themselves. Mm, oh, my and gosh, that's such a good point, reframing it and what that actually means to you because you, losing your virginity for some can be such an a, insignificant event. Or, as you say, it can be really traumatic. So there can be many reasons why people might even choose to dismiss that part of their life. Yeah, and really, we're not losing anything. In (laughs) fact, it's like a sexual debut. Hello, (laughs) I'm here in the world, baby. (laughs) I love it. Yes, so please don't feel shame if you are still a virgin or however you want to define it and you're coming up to 30, like – And we all go through different phases in life as well. And maybe you just haven't even stepped into that realm and you've got the best years ahead of you. Agreed. Okay, next question. How do you help your partner last longer without offending him? Mm. Good one. (laughs) Good one. It is a good one. Um, And, okay, so this is kind of an interesting one, right, because it sounds like, she really cares for him. Yes, and doesn't uh, want to hurt feelings. Yes, which is great. But also we need to be creating space in a relationship where it's safe to have hearty and difficult mm. conversations. Mm-hmm. And so there are two things. One, this person wants to be prioritizing their pleasure. So that would mean this person lasting a little bit longer. And so if they're trying to be subtle, okay, so my advice is have this hearty conversation. Say, babe. Rip the band-aid off. Yep. I would love us to expand our pleasure and be spending more time intimately together. Yeah. (laughs) Or you can say, wow, I've heard of this new technique, even though it's not new, called edging. Where What's edging? Okay. Edging is a fantastic tool for people with penises wanting to, to last longer. Um, and also for, for vulva owners to like expand their pleasure because we we're always orgasm orientated, yeah. right? So that's what we're, we're aiming for. And as we do that with bodies building and the tensions building and things are all building up and to the point where we're all clenched up and we're barely even breathing and then boom. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So what is it? So edging is when you're, is it when you're kind of lying on the edge? Exactly. You are playing with a threshold. Yeah. So you start to feel like, oh, my God, that is feeling really good, really good. Oh, my God, okay, before I get to that point of no return, I'm going to slow down my touches. I'm going to change up my touches. I'm going to come into my breath, and I'm going to notice what else I'm feeling and just slow down, do something different. We've got all these different erogenous zones on our bodies that quite often gets neglected. Sometimes wow. we, we, we incorporate them at the start with, foreplay yeah I hate word um I could tell you've got a fire in your belly today you you're extra sassy (laughs) um you know once we feel like we've done the foreplay we're just straight into the genitals and we're just building yes but we can pull away from the genitals and we can come back to like nipples or nibbling on ears or licking the neck or breathing on the lower belly there's so much we can do foot massage 
Sorry. Oh, foot massage. <laughs> I love, I'm a sucker for a foot squeeze. And I don't know if it's because my grandmother, <laughs> that's really weird to bring my grandmother into this conversation. <laughs> From edging to my grandmother. <laughs> I just, there's something so comforting about a good foot squeeze. During sex? No, 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 no. Just like on the couch. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how you can actually do that during sex. Thank like, you for bringing that into the space. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, you know, the build-up, the, the, the sensual, non-penetrative actions. For me, my feet, mm-mm, yeah. Right, and it's yeah. good that you know that about yourself. I am so sorry for that detour. Please, back to where you were. <laughs> so edging, yeah. build it up, you let it dissipate, you build it up again, you do that two or three times. You can do it as much as you want until you surrender, until you when you can't handle it any longer, and then boom. And instead of it kind of being this building up and just like jumping off a cliff, the orgasm tends to be a lot more expansive and deeper and kind of rolling. So it lasts longer and it feels more of a full-bodied experience. So in a way, are you kind of building up your sexual endurance by doing this? Oh, I couldn't have seen it better myself. It's beautiful. Yes. Wow. So people who might be not desensitised but just kind of in that routine of bam, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, um, and, and they're like, oh, no, I, I can't go back. You can always train yourself if you if you bring in techniques such as edging, for example. Absolutely. Because, wow. so, you know, lots of people are using these high-intensity clit sucker vibrators these yes. days. I would love to know your thoughts on that long term. Like I know there are so many profound benefits, but is that is that damaging the little clit town? No, we're not damaging anything, but what we are doing is rewiring our neural pathways. Okay. So it means that we've found a quicker, like mm. more intense way of getting pleasure. And so the brain goes, oh, my God, why would I do it any other way? Mm-hmm. You know? And so then that's our one way to pleasure town. It's like everything know? these days. We have a quick fix for everything. Wham, bam, exactly. jump on the computer, find a date. I guess it's the same with sex toys. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. So what what my rule of thumb with that is use it once every three times that you masturbate so that your body is not reliant on that because it's really important that we have different ways of getting to pleasure or orgasm or, yeah, because if you keep doing it just that one way, it's you get disconnected from the body. Like you're having yeah. a third party as well. You're not even touching yourself. And and you become dependent on it and then, you know, sexual activity with other people just doesn't do it for you. It's that's actually true. And mm. I am hearing that. Yeah. Well. I took a guy home this weekend. He was great, but then I ended up like telling him to leave because I couldn't orgasm and I got my Satisfier Pro out. Right. Okay. Like, so every three to one, that's a good rule. Yeah. Okay. Next question How do you increase your sex drive for a vagina owner? There is just like so much and it's so individual because it depends on what they're doing. But I guess what helps for the foundations of a healthy libido for anybody is good nutrition, good sleep, staying hydrated, 
um, being aware of what kind of drugs are being put into your body, like mm-hmm. medical or otherwise, mm-hmm. um, and movement. So if you can get those five things all lined up, then you're off to a good start. Um, secondly is like movement kind of taps into this, but it is blood flow. We're, we're spending all our days sitting, right? We mm. don't get much movement and blood flow into the pelvis. And that's what we need to uh, like wake up. Like yep. so many people aren't even aware that they've got a pussy down there mm. and that it's got this pleasure potential. You need to you do a hello, tap, 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 tap. Hello, anyone home? That wasn't as loud as I thought it would come on. It was really underwhelming. I was hoping that would be really loud. Tap in the puss? Yeah. Tap in the puss. <laughs> but like, say, okay, so right now, like, have you got an awareness of your vagina? Um, I can't see it. I haven't seen it for like three months. Can you bring it into your mind's eye? No, I've forgotten what it looks like, Morgs. And the thing is, because... I don't even know if it's – so I've heard that when you're pregnant, sometimes it swells. I've had friends tell me that, like, so I don't even know if it's swollen yet. Why haven't you got the mirror out? Well, I don't have a mirror handy. So I actually haven't seen inside my vagina for a long time. And normally I'm, like, pretty good at, at <laughs> seeing it, you know. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, pretty connected, I would like to think, with my body. But uh, she's been foreign to me. She's hidden by my stomach. Girl, you need to get the mirror out. Because I know, I know, I know, especially as we get close to D-Day. Yes, but even more so for postpartum because you're going to have a different relationship to your genitals. Mm. So if you've been with her on this journey, seeing her change, you're like, it's not going to be such a big shock. Good call because otherwise I'll be like, whoa, I've still got in my head that pre-pregnant meow yeah. meow. And and then it'll all of a sudden be post <laughs> post baby meow meow and it'll look real different and I'll be in shock. Okay, so mirror, get it handy, get used to it. And I'm actually a couple of weeks off the um the perineum massage. Yeah, apparently from thirty six weeks, that's when you can incorporate it. Yes, are you going to do it to yourself? Um, maybe. Or maybe, maybe. I, I mean, look, I'll try. I'll try. I just, yeah, yeah. We'll, I, we'll, we'll experiment. Yeah. Well, if you need any help, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to fly down to Masterton? <laughs> yeah. Get my thumbs in you. What were we talking about? Oh, so how do you increase your sex drive? So the five pillars, obviously, like your overall wellness is always going to, to be affected. Um, yeah. Is going to impact, sorry, your sexual drive and anything else. I suppose there's blockages as well that can come up. There's so many blockages. There's stress. We have to yeah. look at stress because when the body's under stress, like actually thinking about procreating and having desire for sex is the last thing because it's in survival mode. Yeah. So we need to see where we can relax and soften the body. And then the other piece is about actively being connected to your genitals. So that's why I was saying, can you bring it to your mind's eye? Have you looked at it? It's so important. Even like to do like a clench, you know, to do a Kegel, you instantly have this awareness of, and I can tell you're doing it. Your face is so funny. <laughs> Did you see that? Every time anyone mentions the word Kegel, I freak out and I'm like, shit, I haven't been doing my Kegels. <laughs> so I just squeezed down there. How did you see that? 
I've seen a Kegel face a, a lot, a lot in my life. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, I just I snuck a cheeky one in then because I haven't been doing it as much as I should be. But see, now you've done it. Do you feel like, oh yeah, there's my vagina? Yeah, there it is. Yeah. But I couldn't yeah. tell you what it looks like. <laughs> but that's your homework tonight. Okay, so fine. Okay. I'll get I'll get the mirror out. Do you think it'll be that different by this point, or is everyone really different? It'll be so different for everybody, but there should be a lot more blood flow and yeah. potentially engorgement in the area. So it might have changed color, be more puffy. Yeah, take a photo so you can keep it. And <laughs> Do you want me to send it? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I love pussy. Pictures. You don't deserve that. I'm not going to send it. I do deserve it. Oh no, she's been neglected. Oh, I'll I'll have a look first. Okay. <laughs> if you need a second, can I Photoshop it? <laughs> okay. Next question. Can you? Oh, this is really interesting. And actually, you kind of touched on it before. Can you please discuss antidepressants slash medication and how they affect libido and sex life? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so this is really important, right? Yeah. They're an amazing tool that we use to. Mm-hmm you know, feel a bit better and, and, and carry on with life. And so I think they're amazing. But um, like the word depressant, they are like a suppressant. Mm. It does numb out bits of our being so that we've got more of a steady line. And so in that regard, it actually does make us feel a little bit disconnected from our bodies because we're not feeling as much. And yes. so the job is to really work with embodiment, come into touching yourself every day, have an awareness. This is my hand, I'm squeezing my thumb. That's my thumb. You know, if that's all you can do just to slowly start building Mm -hmm. and to take away, I guess, um, the goal orientation of orgasm when you are having sex, because that is kind of what our society is fixated on, but that antidepressants do make orgasm a lot harder. So right. just making it more of like a pleasure experience, like what does feel nice? How am I connecting in with yourself or with somebody else, slowing it down um, and knowing that, you know, maybe like the antidepressants aren't forever. Yeah. But if they are, it is good to keep trying to find what feels good for you. And the more you do something, the more like the stronger your neural pathway is going to be and your body's going to go, oh, I get that. Okay, mm. that does feel good. Keep doing that. Keep doing it. It's going to expand and grow. Yeah, and I guess even just bringing this up because some people who are on that medication just may not even have the awareness that it's making an impact on their libido. So awareness is probably huge as well. Yes, and knowing that this might just be a stage in their life, yeah. you know, and just that's the season they're in. It's just the temporary. mutual health. Stick with that. Um, okay, next question. Best ways oh, to get out of your head when in the bed. Yeah. I am guilty of this in the past. Me too. Well, actually I still. Sure. I, I find that sometimes I'm doing to-do lists while I'm to-doing. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Do you notice that you are having a felt sense of what's happening to your body in those moments or are you really disconnected from your body? Um, I, it depends, it depends, but there are definitely times if I'm, yeah, stressed out or if there's something really on my mind, you know, at that time, then I'll, and BJ will know, he's like, you're not, you're in your head, you're, you're not going to enjoy this. (laughs) 
<laughs> and that's cool that he knows that because he knows me quite well. But but it is definitely like a um, a sneaky bad habit that comes in. And I I would love to know if you have any ways of getting out of it. And yeah, that question love- wasn't from me though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it your fat friend? <laughs> Melanie, she's back. <laughs> Yes, okay. Well, I am glad that you mentioned your partner because I think we think, especially as women, we think that the other person doesn't know. Oh, yeah. We can just ooh and ah and carry on. And But actually people have a felt sense, mm. you know. This is your partner. This been with you for a while. They actually do know if you are not having deep presence mm. and are engaged. Mm-hmm. One thing that you can do is actually ask them for help, like invite them in. You can say, like, it's great that he said it. He just brought it into the light. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not here. Yeah. You know, so if you can say, I'm in my head, you know, he can say, what do you need? And you might say, I need to eye gaze. I need to take three deep breaths together. I need to pause. I need to um, have a deep smooch. Um you know, that is like an, a, a really, you're inviting them in. You're actually inviting. It's a like an in. anchor to bring you back. Exactly. Mm. So that's a really nice thing to do together. But if you're just wanting to do that for yourself, the best thing to do is to come into your breath. So noticing your breath, seeing if you can make it a really deep belly breath, sending the breath down to your genitals. What can I feel in my body? That is, that's just going to drop you Always back. comes back to that, doesn't it? Yes. It like is. What's right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Um, is it normal to – oh, my God. I couldn't read my writing for a second. I thought it said shit your pants. No. Is it normal to – oh, okay. Still get pains down there after sex, even after four years of the same partner. Pains after sex. Yeah. No, so any kind of pain should not be happening. Okay. Pain is really normalized for vulva yeah. owners, but it's not. It's we shouldn't be having any pain or discomfort. So I would need to know a lot more about okay. what's actually happening for this person to give any kind of clear indication. But pain during sex at the end of the day should be a red flag, something that you need to further investigate. Yes, exactly. Um, I did actually on that topic, I've had a few questions about vaginismus because people know that you do quite a bit of work with that. And I've got to find the question. Uh, This is one of them. I know I've had a couple, but let's go with this one. Um, Okay, can we talk about vaginismus? Am I saying that right? Vaginismus? Yes, you're saying it right. It's like Christmas. <laughs> oh. Definitely not. Okay, but but the opposite. Right. Yeah. Um, vaginismus and how to get back to having an amazing sex life with your hubby. Yeah, okay. Again, so, you're probably going to need to know more details, aren't you? There is an individual side to everybody that's got vaginismus because 90% of it is a psychological issue. Yeah. And so there has been some kind of fear that has been almost like trapped in the body. So the body doesn't feel safe. So those muscles are involuntarily shutting down, the pelvic floor muscles are. So we have to create safety and control in the body again. Mm-hmm. And um, we we do that. Like I've got a set protocol that I use for people to build up and get to that stage. Um, unfortunately, the medical industry has got some pretty like gnarly things on offer, yep. like numbing cream, um, vaginal Botox, things like that, Whoa. which I 
really am like no deal because what's happening is the body is actually trying to talk to you. It's saying, nah, you ain't coming in here. I don't feel good. So we just don't want to tamper with it. We want to slowly and gently acknowledge it yeah. and allow it to blossom and open. And so we have to give it control because there's no control over those muscles. We have to teach those muscles how to move again. So is and that so- often triggered by a traumatic experience? Is that what you find in a lot of cases? So most of my secondary, so there's primary and secondary Mm. vaginismus. My secondary vaginismus clients, pretty much 90% come through either sexual trauma or vaginal, um, sorry, not vaginal, birth trauma. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but primary is normally a belief system, actually, that's been running. So it's either how someone's been brought up or like, so religion or like a fear of like pregnancy. So mm-hmm. they don't want to put anything in there. And, and you think back to like our our days of sex ed, it was yeah. really fear-mongering about pregnancy. Oh, dude, I used to think right. I could get pregnant off a dog or a dolphin. And like, honestly, as soon as I went through puberty, I was I was on high alert. I thought anything, if I touched something that had remotely been in contact with semen, then wow. yeah, yeah, no, it was. So I understand that. Any old dog walking around the block is going to I'd run away. <laughs> Seriously, I, it's probably also because I went to an all-girls school. I don't know, and everything was oh. very foreign. But um, that's really interesting. So a belief system can yeah, can be like sluts like only sluts have sex or anything right. like that. Yeah, you know? like or pleasure's bad. Um, there's shame, guilt, all those kind of things. So mm-hmm. quite often, I have to do quite a bit of work of breaking down dogmas and understanding what's underneath the surface so i guess there is the medicalized um route which you could take which you were talking about vagina botox oh my god did not know that was a thing or you could talk to a sexologist or someone in your kind of field to actually do the work over a number of sessions where you really get to the root cause of what's actually created that tightness yeah, that's right. And a deeper mm. understanding and connection with the body because you want this to be a sustainable thing. You don't yeah. want this to be coming Just a back. Band-Aid oh. yeah. solution. Some been, you know, I had a um, six-year-old woman the other day that had only just heard about me and she's had this her whole life. Wow. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's so sad that so many of these things have just not been talked about and people have had to suffer in silence. Yeah. Um, so very cool that you're talking about that, Morgs. Um, yeah. Okay. Recommendations for getting back into the dating world when you aren't interested in the online dating apps. Ooh. Oh, meeting people in real life. <laughs> what is that? That's weird. Well, this is like the classic old school, right? Yeah. I, I think you do what – you really like so yeah. join groups or learn a new thing that you're really into because you're going to find like-minded people mm-hmm. and and so you've kind of got this intention of what you're going for but also you're really like treating yourself you're nourishing and doing something really like enjoyable for yourself mm. another piece of this is i think really claiming what your heart longing is because there can be so much shame about being single or saying that you want to find someone but be loud and proud about it and tell your friends and then like get them on the job like <laughs> say do you know any good single <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 
Because that's the best. If you can have a referral and like there's safety in that, there's a connecting point, that's all good stuff. What are your thoughts on people who write lists on exactly what they want in a partner to try and manifest them? Do you think that can be dangerous territory? Oh, I have been there, girlfriend. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Do you think it, it works or can it kind of set you up for failure? I think it's good to be clear on what you want. Yeah. And so sometimes those lists are really useful for that. But we can't get stuck on that because we have to believe that there is a higher something that's going to bring in the best thing for us and whatever our learning is. But what I do believe is don't settle. Don't feel like if you're looking at a list and – you know, it's it's all there, but it doesn't feel right. Yeah, don't yeah. do that. You know, that's that's what can be sticky about those lists. Mm, and I feel like the more pressure you put on yourself in those situations, the harder it is to find someone. So it's almost like you kind of need to be clear about what you're after, but then almost like let it go and let go of the outcome. There is such a surrendering piece yes. to that, isn't it? Yeah. Have you, like, gone back and looked at any of your old lists and lined them up with BJ? <laughs> BJ was so not, like, what I would have written on my list back in the day. Like, I always talk about it. He is so not what I thought I needed, which is funny why I talk about the list because he's actually what I needed. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um. So it's funny. I, I, yeah, I think it's it's good to have – those standards, but then also go and open-minded. Yeah, exactly. Okay, next question. Why am I always so close to C-U-M-M-I-N-G during <sighs> sex? <laughs> I feel naughty saying it. Do Same. we need do we need a code word for it? No, we are adults and we're talking about- Yeah, but do we about- say, like, is that what you'd say when you actually talk to your clients? No, orgasm. Orgasm. Or jizz whiz. <laughs> I just want to make it like podcast friendly because some people might squirm at the word come. Well, I've already talked, like I've already said pussy. Is that going to be? be <laughs> nah, or- pussy's fine. Okay. <laughs> I just think jizz whiz is cute. Okay. <laughs> Why am I always so close, so close to jizz whizzing <laughs> during sex, but I just can't? What's wrong with me? Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Yeah. Oh, well, to orgasm, uh, you have to have a moment of surrender. So isn't that nice that we've just touched yes. on surrender? Yes. Segue. You, you have to think about a dam, okay, filling with water. And there has to be this moment where there's just one drop more and you're just going to let go and explode, okay? You, there has to be this moment of letting go. And for a lot of people, that's hard. Lots of people try to control their life mm. so they feel safe, control their anxiety, you know, to control all sorts of things. And so we're micromanaging everything in our life. The beautiful thing about our bodies is that with things like orgasm, we don't have much control. Mm-hmm. Arousal, orgasm, it comes when it wants to. So you've got to get out of your own way and you've got to come into what can I feel and this person's probably knowing that they're getting close and they're putting more pressure on Yeah, like, yeah well, that's oh the thing. Oh, my God, it's going to happen. Oh, no. Oh, 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 I don't think it's coming. It's coming. Oh, my God, no, it's not coming. Oh, my God, I want it to come. No, it's not. You know? Do you find that people who tend to be perfectionists in other um, facets of their life really struggle with this? Absolutely, mm, yeah. I can imagine there'd be a big correlation. Yes, and the, the best way to learn how to drop that is to let it be messy. And so with self-touch, do things differently and stop trying to orgasm, like take mm-hmm. orgasm off the table and just have fun and do weird stuff and stop being so serious and giggle. Like try masturbating with a, like giggling. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but it's so fun. Or while watching like a funny show? Yes. I'm just thinking like maybe that might help you relax. Totally. Check on the the Simpsons or Friends or something. Yes. But maybe don't do it while mum and dad are home and you're out in the lounge. No, 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 no. Private time for sure. Yeah. Okay. Unless otherwise negotiated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mum and dad are cool with that. Yeah. Um, oh, my God, I was going to ask something about that. Oh, what was it? What were we saying? Jizz whizzing. Control. Pressure. Control. Oh. Laughter, doing things differently, let it be messy. Oh, no, I know what I was going to say. I saw a resource ages ago and I remember thinking it was amazing and I saw a few friends talk about it and I think Emma Watson was behind it. Did you ever come across it? And it was almost like an online guide and it was all the different ways <clears throat> and of how you can play and touch down there, <laughs> play and touch down there. And 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 it was really informative. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, that's so cool. And I can't remember what it was called. So this is going to be really useless for the podcast right now. Um, but, but do you have any resources um, that you could refer to people where they do have kind of different um, suggestions or ideas or techniques? Of how to, like, touch yourself? Correct. 
Nah. Okay. <laughs> Just go for it, girl. Just do your thing. I saw, I've got to find this now it, and feel free to get in touch with me if you if you know what I'm talking about. But I did see it ages ago and I was like, oh, that's really cool. Damn it. Yeah. It's a, it is a hard one. Look, the thing is that it's curiosity is what is key here. Yeah. Is you have to, and you have to be willing to get out of your, your comfort zone and try different things. Yeah. You know, like I had a, a little sexy session last night with, with someone uh-huh. and I brought out like a range of things that he could choose to play with, right? So I literally went to the kitchen. I got out a fork, <gasps> like scraping and poking. I was gonna say I was gonna say that would that that could be quite terrifying. Just different sensations. Yeah. A little spatula for spanking. You know, I feathers feathers, you know, blindfold. You just pick things that are around the house and you can do this all with yourself. Just look around at what you've got and incorporate it. I'm just looking around the room right now. I've got a cactus. (laughs) No, stay away from the cactus. I've got a candle. <laughs> yes, well, depending on. No, yeah, hot wax. Beeswax? No, nah, it's a tea light candle. Okay, no, the, the tea lights are perfect. They're a perfect temperature for wax play. Really? Yes. And you just pour that down there? Yes. Not, no, not really on the genitals. You've got to be very, you've got to buy specific ones for the genitals, but you could use that on other parts of the body. Wow. I once went, there's a sex shop in Ekadahuna, which is really well known, and it's like 20 minutes away. It's in the middle of nowhere, but my God, they have so much stuff. And, um, and there was this like candy, it was called PJ, BJ Poppin' Candy, and I just thought it was funny because it had BJ's name in it. And um, yeah, I don't know where that story was going, but. Did you use it? Yeah, it was slightly underwhelming, <laughs> And I think it got stuck in his stuck in urethra mm. or foreskin. Mm, the foray. Yeah. Oh, the foray. Yeah, that's not so, a good time. Like there I can imagine there are some things out there which are actually slightly hazardous. Yes. Not, not that good. Actually, <laughs> don't really, health, don't really want your confe- confectionery stuck down there. <laughs> no. um, okay. We've got distracted again. Let's go on to our next question. I haven't had sex in two years because of COVID and I've honestly forgotten how. Will I be tighter? <laughs> I know that's a few questions in there. Why <laughs> not just like fasted COVID? What a cock <laughs> I know. Do you know what though? I've actually had a few questions regarding that. There was another one also after having COVID and being really tired and them and their partner not having the energy to do the thing. Right. Okay. Which is so, which is another topic. We, so we've got a couple here. It's been a while getting back into the sexual game. Um, you know, I understand that fear of tightness and and things being there. What would your advice be? So it's interesting this whole tightness thing. That that it's not really what happens. It's not exactly how it works. Okay. But if this person feels like it needs a little bit of warming up because nothing has been in there for a while, Carrot. absolutely give yourself some self-massage. And you only need to do it around the entrance because the way that the vagina is is that it's very malleable and soft and opening and it'll you'll be absolutely fine. Okay. Um, but there is actually some credit, not credit, like credence to use it or lose it. 
because especially especially for women, especially as we get older, we can have things like clitoral atrophy where it actually shrinks and gets smaller and goes inside. If you and don't not, use it. Yeah, yeah. It hides away. Yes, yes. And what I, I mean I thought by, that would be good if you're not stimulating it because, you know, when sometimes you feel like you've done too much, sometimes it's actually nice if you've given it a break. But if you give it too much of a break, it'll just leave. Yeah, it'll shrink back inside. And it's because of blood flow. So we need so we don't need to even be playing with it to get blood flow. We okay. could do things like peagles. We could be having arousing thoughts that can all get it like pumped up and juicy. But the thing is we just do not want to be just like leaving it. And we all that tissue down in the vulva area especially can get like stuck and hardened. So the more we can touch ourselves, massage, move things through there, the more activated and um, open yeah. and, and, and sensitive she's going to be. Wow. Yeah. So, yes, if this person is, has got all these fears around not being mm. sexually active for mm-hmm. two years, really get back connected with yourself. Yeah, before you think about bringing anybody else into the equation. Okay, good, good advice there. Good, solid advice. Uh, what are your thoughts on sex parties? <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo! Good for, do you think they're good for relationships? Oh, okay. So, like, this would be like as a couple mm. going to a sex party. I think it depends what the intention behind it is. Yeah. Like, what is needed is it to just heighten and give a different kind of experience is it because they're actually wanting to um explore and bring other people in i think i think it is great like there's obviously a curiosity for for this person that's yes so i think yes it probably will be useful but what is really important is the chat that you have beforehand in terms of figuring out each other's boundaries fears and the desires around the experience so getting really clear on what's Mm. okay what's not and then having like a little secret code for when you're in there yeah so um there this one woman who I know who runs sex parties said that she would get people to pinch the back of the elbow like back of the arm of their partner and that would just mean take me out of here wow okay so not like (laughs) your obvious code word like pineapple (laughs) <laughs> Something a little more subtle. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. It's very much um, like what you would advise to someone looking at going into an open relationship, isn't it? You want to really communicate the reason, the fears, the insecurities, you know, and ensure that you guys are doing it for the right reasons or, or if, and you both feel good about it. Yeah, and then it's about the aftercare mm. afterwards so that it feels like that was an okay and good experience. And you don't feel neglected or feel yucky or feel left hang out, hung out to dry or anything like that. Yeah, you've got it. Um, what sex is normal in pregnancy? Oh, is this your friend? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have had quite a few chats with people um, who have been pregnant same time as me and it's very interesting I feel like people's libidos vary so much and and I've also spoken to people who you know (laughs) with their first one they were super frisky second one didn't want to know about it so I guess is is it another very variable topic 
Um, yes. Mm. Yeah. And, and Hormones think, are crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, they are so crazy. And the belief systems play a big piece in this as well. Like mm. a lot of people don't want to sexualize a pregnant body, yep. you know, they block themselves, you know, with yes. that. Whereas if they actually gave into it, it's so much better because even – all the good um, endorphins and oxytocin and everything that you get. Lubrication. Lubrication through pleasure is like all going to the baby. Like it's all good stuff. Yeah. And, you know, that's what my midwife friends say. It's like pleasure got it in there. Like pleasure is going to get it out. And (laughs) and so it's normalizing so that the body, the baby feels the contractions of the muscles Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, I think. I think there's no normal to it. Do what feels right for you, but definitely don't pump the brakes because you think you shouldn't. But on the other end of the spectrum, if you have found that your libido has just sunk and it's the last thing you're feeling like or it's uncomfortable, you feel like a whale on top of your partner, uh, I'm just spitballing ideas here, Um, (laughs) and, you know, it doesn't feel like it used to, don't panic either because your body's going through a massive change. Honor your body. Yeah. All day, every day. Every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And because I, yeah, like you hear of people who get pregnant and then have the baby and then it's like the postpartum period. And before they know it, it's been a couple of years before they've had really great sex with their partner. Yes. And I think there is this piece of really honoring where the body is at each stage. Yeah. And postpartum, it is a whole different body. Mm. You- you know, it is time to really get to know this new body. It's almost like, wow, who, who, what does this body like? Because so much can change internally as yeah. well. And those pelvic floor muscles, whether or not it's a vaginal birth or a C-section, those pelvic floor muscles have had a real heavy load. Every time you say that, I'm doing my kegels. <laughs> I've literally I'm done my kegels three times. <laughs> Since this chat, I just need to talk to you on, on on Zoom more, and then I'll do my kegels. What is that? That's this is my pelvis model, so I'm showing you the pelvic floor, <laughs> so that you can. Whoa! See. It, but it looks like a a like a sport. Well, a Halloween mask. Yeah. <laughs> These are my looks. Or a red Darth Vader. What is? It looks like yeah. a turkey. So that's the vaginal entrance. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yellow bit is the clitoris. Yes. The blue bit is the leg. What and leg? Then you can, there's the anus. What's the leg doing? What, of the clitoris? Yeah. Yeah, well, the legs go down inside the um, outer labia. Wait, do you <laughs> – are we having – do you need – no, labia, yeah, the labia is the lips. Yep, the outer lip, and then there's the inner lip. So what's the inner lip called? The inner labia, or like the labia minora. Okay, and is it labia majora on the outside? Yes. Is that Latin? Like, yes, but we don't like <laughs> to use that terminology because quite often the inners are bigger than the outer, so to say that the inner oh. Minora is quite often oh. not correct. Oh, interesting. How to be inclusive these okay. days. Oh, okay. I'm with you. Right. Right. And then yep. the, the, the clitoris at the top yes. is 
is sending pulsations and sensations through the tentacles into the labia. Oh, my God. The tentacles, yes, the legs. Yes, yes I'm nearly 32 years old. Yes, good. And you know yourself so well. I'm so proud of you. Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. None of us. I know so many people who don't know this stuff. Oh, exactly. No, and we shouldn't beat ourselves up because it is a lack of education from yeah. parents, schooling, and society shaming and hiding these things. So mm. that's why I'm crusading to bring it into the world. Yes. You should do, do you know what you should do? Like a life education bus, but do a sex education bus. Harold, the yeah. sex <laughs> But it's like for high school. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I would love to do that, actually. And make it a real safe space. That would be so cool. Anyway, okay, next question. I would love to know how to get my hubby to talk about his masturbating. It's taken over our sex life and he refuses to address it. Okay, so it must be something that he's doing a lot of and not involving her. Yeah, so I guess... it's like he's really keeping something for himself. Yeah. So I'm wondering if, like, this partner is trying to really get in on every kind of facet of his world. Feels like he and, needs freedom. Yes. It's like mm. he's keeping something for him only. Mm. And I I get it, though, when people are kind of secretive, we want to know more and we want to, like, be in there. And if it is directly impacting their sex life, then, yes, it is an issue. So this is going to have to be a chat. And I would be curious to know, you know, what, what he gets from his masturbation time, what he likes about it, what um, he likes about it more than, you know, partnered sex. Mm -hmm. Um, What what is it that he's hiding? You know, is there any shame? Is is he doing things that he doesn't feel like he can do with his partner? Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into this, but it is about accepting people for who they are yes. and what they're doing, and just coming in with an open heart and curiosity, and and seeing if you can meet him on a different level. You know, and, and invite. See if you can invite yourself in with his consent. Like maybe ask to watch him. You know, see what you can do to come into his to world. integrate yourself into that practice because yeah. people freak out. I think if they know that their partner is masturbating on top of actually having sex, it's like, well, why aren't, what, do, what am I not giving you? You know, what are you missing out on? And so you're right. Maybe that is an opportunity to spark up a chat with your partner and say, what's missing? Yes, exactly. Or what, you know, what can we do more of? Or, yeah. And I mind, and what I see a lot with clients, unfortunately, in this realm is there's quite often porn addiction that's mm. going on with masturbating as well, which is a whole another kettle of fish, but can be very detrimental to a relationship if it's not brought into the light. When it's yeah. kept in the shadows, it just grows. Yes, I can imagine. I, I, what, what, oh, I suppose it's, again, probably a very layered answer, but if anyone listening does have a partner that watches a lot of porn um do you have any sort of advice like basic level advice I know again it can go really deep yeah um I would just say like to to talk about it Mm. like what are you watching what do you like so no shaming of it and seeing if um 
the, the problem occurs when people aren't finding their partner sexually attractive anymore or yeah. wanting to do like deep, just normal, standard kind of intimate sex. Yes. Thing it can change, it can turn rough, it can turn lots of positions, it can turn into all sorts of stuff. So it's about peeling back the layers of what 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 what's really turning you on here mm. and, and what do you need support with to slowly like wean off it. It's scary thinking of the future with all the virtual reality and all that kind of stuff. Like it just opens up a can of worms. And I know that there's probably benefits to it as well, but it's also terrifying to think that that is just going to, become the default for a lot of people to get their connection from something that's not real. Totally. And, yeah. and Have, are you saying that quite a bit already? I, I am. And, and a big piece of it is escapism. Yes. You know, it's escaping from reality. These, the, the majority are men. You know, these men are not having to answer to these women. They're not having to pleasure them. They're not having to be judged. They're not being judged. There's no commitment. Yeah, they just get to get off, and that, and in this world that we're living in, where we're less and less embodied, yes, that feels like a great quick fix and escape. Mm. So it's just going to get worse. To be honest, it's very scary. It's crazy. Okay, well, let's go on to something more uplifting. Someone wants to know how to have multiple orgasms at once. Wow! <laughs> is it possible? Let's go, baby. Yes, it is. I don't know if this is a, a penis owner or, or a vagina owner. I don't know either. There was no specification. Okay. Well, if they're a penis owner, it depends on their refractory period, which means how long it takes from the moment they ejaculate to when their body feels ready to reset and go again. Yeah. So, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And this differs for everybody and it depends on age and fitness levels as well. Really? Yes. So wait, if you're fitter, you could go again quicker? Research shows that, yes, because the blood flow. You're Fascinating. Used to around and the heart's used to like kicking into gear and sending the blood to different areas. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But actually the one, you can't have it at once. Can you? You can't what? Can you have like pom pom whispers? Um, what do I call it? Just with. <laughs> Can you just whiz multiple times at once within the same time? Just whiz multiple times within one ejaculation. Yeah, no, that's not possible, eh? No, but in no, terms would... of the 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 session, the sexual session, yes, that's what we're talking to, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Cool. Totally. Okay, cool. Yes. So. I mean, normally when we're talking about multiple <laughs> orgasms, it's normally for vagina owners. Yeah. We're a bit more like capable of doing that. Yes. And so, um, yeah, I mean, the quite often the clitoris can get so sensitive and the way that we are used to having the stimulation there for an orgasm, it's quite a full-on intense off-the-cliff kind of orgasm. Yeah. And then lots of people can't be touched. Yes. Yeah, like, get oh. away from me. Yeah, too yeah. much. 
So this is why the kind of like things like edging are really good for this sort of stuff because you're incorporating more of the whole body. You're stopping when it's getting intense and you're easing off. And so if you do that, it's likely that you'll be able to have more like sexual endurance. Yes. Again. Sexual endurance. Mm. Yes, here we go. You're a bloody sexual athlete. <laughs> um, okay, I just realised we've nearly gone for an hour and I've got still more questions, but I'm going to finish on one, including anal. Oh, yes. <laughs> Can anal sex cause any long-term damage and should I be allowing my partner to whiz jizz inside me? In the anus? Yeah, in the nose nose. In the Anus. In the okay. Norse Mountain. Um, <laughs> it, it can cause damage if you are rough riding. Gotcha. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a um an area that has got like soft tissue yeah. inside it and we've got a lot of blood um vessels and so we, we do want to be careful. Could you get hemorrhoids those- or is it fishes? What is it? The Yep, hemorrhoids, fishes, yeah. um cuts. You know, um, that it can yeah. really, like, be open to infection. Yeah. So, and, and also those muscles, we really need them to be nice and tight because we do know the function of the anus, obviously, yeah. is to let out the poop. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and you can also hurt internal organs if you are gone viciously in there. What internal organs? Kidneys? We've got, well, we've got our um, small intestines. We've got our large intestines that kind of hit either side of there that are all kind of, in there yeah um yeah so it just we just we do want to be careful with that yeah um, of course yeah. lubrication and lubrication is key yep. absolutely mm-hmm. slowness mm-hmm. breath and then just finding your groove from there um in terms of um ejaculation inside there yeah absolutely fine if that feels good and safe to you if you feel okay not to be using a condom then yep. that is a-okay mm-hmm. and the, the body never wastes anything so actually what the body does with sperm is it turns it into a similar kind of um mineral as like uh, makes us feel happy what actually. like oxytocin yeah yeah so sperm turns into like a happy feel yes it's a happy meal so you should definitely <laughs> eat some today <laughs> i said happy feel but happy meal works better <laughs> Does that work? So Does that work in the vagina too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Any hole will do. And and the sperm can make you feel good. Yeah. It makes you yeah. happy. This is like no food is good or bad. You know, the body's going to take nutrients or whatever it can get. Shut from up. Things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Another question here. Uh. We'll just finish it. Is is anal okay pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> Not from me. I just knew that if I asked that, you'd think that was from me. But it just you made me. Th- not, <laughs> you did not read that from a list. I didn't. I, I was like, I absolutely winged that question. But it just made me think: Is there any? Are there any safety issues around that, or is that okay? No, that's all good, that's girlfriend. No go green to, light. Go to town. <laughs> you sexual athlete, go girl. I promise. It's not for me. Hey, Morgan, it is an absolute pleasure to talk to you every time. And I would like to talk quickly about your latest offering because I know you've just put something out very exciting to the world. Yeah. 
Yes. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. This is um, a workshop called Sensual Self. Yeah. It's really about basics, about getting in touch with your body, your sexuality, your sensuality, learning about what actually feels good because it's really hard to have confidence in the body yeah. and you don't even know what feels good or what you like or how to ask for it. Well, I mean, how many of our questions today reverted back to that for an answer? Exactly. It's key. Yeah. So this is a four-week journey with me, um, which you can join on Zoom or get the recordings. And it's all on my website if you're interested in joining me, which I would love. And your website is morganthesexologist.com? No. Damn it. I knew I committed too early then. But I like the gusto that came with it. <laughs> what is it? My website is morganpen.co.nz. I Right. I even put that on my like podcast notes last time. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it, girl. But all the info is also on my Instagram. Amazing. Sexologist, which I think is what you got confused with. <laughs> Amazing. So morganpen.co.nz or Morgan than Sexologist on Instagram for all the information on Morgs' latest offering. You are a goddess. I love learning from you. Thank you so much for your time and sending you so much love. It's my pleasure. Love you, darling. Love that little baby in there. That was Morgan Penn, the somatic sexologist. I hope you learned something. I'm going to keep doing that, I think, because when I put the questions out on Instagram the other day, there were still so many I haven't got around to, and I'm so sorry if you did send your message in. Um, I think we're going to have to come back because, A, I just love Morgan, and B, so many questions out there. Why not? Let's do it again. I hope you did learn something this week. Um, And if you would like to work with Morgs on her latest offering, morganpen.co.nz, that is the website. Or go check her out on Instagram, Morgan the Sexologist. I am getting a bubble in my throat, so I'm going to wrap the podcast up. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe to the PJ Podcast if you haven't done so already. And have a wonderful rest of your week. I'll catch you next week. Smooth. 